Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. I am extremely excited today, but... Aren't I excited every time we have an episode of Amazing Business Radio? But today, this is going to be fun, unique, and different because I'm about to learn one heck of a lot, and I know all of you out there will learn as well. Jeff Day is the CEO of Blue Water Technologies, which is based in Detroit, and I had the privilege of sitting in a seminar unrelated to Blue Water Technologies, but a friend of mine, Josh Linkner, fellow speaker, entrepreneur, uh, brought a bunch of other speakers into a room, and we actually held the event at Blue Water, which is where I met Jeff, and then we came back for a second meeting uh, at another location, and Jeff and I started talking about what he does at Blue Water Technologies. Jeff Day does some amazing things and knows some amazing information about I think the future of customer service and experience, we're going to be talking about technology today. We're going to talk about augmented reality, virtual reality, how it inter, uh, interplays with customer service and experience. So, uh, Jeff, I could tell you more about him, such as that uh, he works in a bunch of different industries. He loves his family time. He's a great volunteer, great humanitarian, a very good-looking man, according to most people. And, <laughs> and his wife, Amy, and four children adore him. So, Jeff, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thank you, Chef. Wow, that was quite the introduction. I absolutely loved it. Well, thanks. You know, you wrote this thing out, and I, I read it, and I go, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's riff a little bit and have some fun. And by the way, that's one of the things I enjoyed when we were talking is that we just started talking, and it's like, wow, yeah. I could have spent hours with you. And I think our audience today is going to get some insight in some of the cool things that we were talking about. So here's where I first said we've got to do a show. And you and I were talking about augmented reality and virtual reality. And in a moment, I want you to define each of those two terms so the audience completely understands the difference between the two or what they actually are. But you said uh, go on StubHub because I use StubHub to sell tickets, buy tickets for sporting events, concerts, and things like that. And take a look. They have a function on there. It's been around there for a while, but if you haven't seen it, you ought to check it out. You can see what it's what the event is going to look like from your seat with their augmented reality feature. I go, really? So, like, if I'm at the top of the stadium or at the bottom on floor seats, whatever, I could see exactly what it's going to look like. And I'll be darned, I didn't even yeah. know that feature was available. And I went, Wow. Talk Isn't about it amazing? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, some people would say that's marketing. Well, sure it is. But customer service and experience is marketing. If you create right. a great experience, people want to come back. So let's start by defining uh, augmented versus virtual reality and what they're about. And then we'll get into specifically, I want to talk about StubHub and some of the other really cool uh, ideas and, and you shared a bunch of links with me, uh, so I got to get an idea of what all the, the holographic workstation. Wait till you hear about that one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's start with the definitions. And by the way, Absolutely. if you want, Jeff, before you even do that, quick thirty seconds or so on who you are and what I missed in the introduction. Yeah. So first off, Shep, thank you. It's it's great to be with you again today. And I love that dinner in Detroit. And and we got to make sure that the listeners understand that dinner was was incredible. But it all started around you and I plotting to how we were going to go watch 
uh, a hockey game up the street at the new Little Caesars Arena. Right. I think there was like a game the next night and we were talking about it. And that's where we said, well, let's check on StubHub, you know, what seats are available. But um, I'll come back to that in just a moment. I mean, I'm a I'm a native Michigander, grew up here in the southeast Michigan area and um, have always been, you know, super passionate about uh, great technology, new ways of doing things. Um, went to college out west, uh, went to Brigham Young University, uh, made my way back to Detroit after the Olympics. Um I actually literally left in the middle of the Olympics of all crazy times. Uh, another great hockey story back in 2002. But um, here I am, you know, and I've uh, found my way in a very circuitous way through my career into this um, very exciting time in the industry uh, around experiences. I've spent a lot of time in the experience space, um, either creating technology experiences or living technology experiences and um, and now I see us on the precipice of just a whole new wave of cool stuff. But um, let me let me start with what they are. Um, virtual reality in a nutshell. Well, let's just start with reality. <laughs> that should be a different podcast. Right, Shep? What is reality? What is reality? Um, so what is <laughs> what so, is the meaning of life? Yes. You know, if we could just get that one nailed down. So reality uh, you all probably remember Second Life. And for some people, the first time they saw Second Life might have been watching uh, Dwight Schrute as his alter ego character uh, on The Office, uh, where uh, he was actually like this animated uh, guy that could fly around this, this virtual world. But it was very two-dimensional. Second Life was, you know, one of those first social media platforms where you could sort of go into an imaginary place that was very real for all intents and purposes. I mean, it had real estate, it had buildings, it had interactions with other people, but it was two-dimensional, meaning you looked at it through a screen and you saw it to the way that you would sort of watch TV or you would, you would uh, watch, you know, anything that was on a display in your, in your living room or in, on your computer. Now, Second uh, Life, by the way, that was like, I would say that was mid to late 2000s. So that's like over 10 years ago, right? Right. And, right. Yeah. And, my, and my recollection of it, I looked at it. It's like, wow, I can I can buy a building in Second Life and create a meeting room and invite my friends and clients to this meeting room where I could give a virtual presentation. And it's hard, it's hard for people to imagine that. I had a hard time doing it, especially when I found out how expensive it was going to be to buy that real estate. It was like buying real estate. It was like yeah. another world. It absolutely, it absolutely was. And, and it, it sort of gave credence to this idea that think about space and think about real estate and places and, and ways that you engage others differently. Um, you know, so, sometimes you go places like get on a plane, drive in a car, uh, ride your bike, whatever it is that you do. But then there's this other side of it, which is, uh, you know, I can go into virtual worlds or earn virtual degrees, um, have second lives. And um, it was it was really sort of an interesting introduction into other things that we saw happening, like Minecraft, the game Minecraft. If you ever played that before, it's this idea that you could actually build worlds. You could take uh, eight bit blocks and you could next thing you could know, you could build castles, build trees, build uh, amusement parks. And, and people could share in these different destinations and things. And, and before you know it, you sort of had this melding of wouldn't it be cool 
in those virtual places, if you could really immerse yourself in them, like you were actually standing there, not just look around, you know, from a two dimensional standpoint, but actually put yourself there. All right. Now this, and so this is real science fiction sounding to me. Um, but basically what you're saying is we're drawing out or creating a city or a home or a castle. We're doing it on a computer screen. And then right. now the, the next level is, okay, it's, it's on the screen. Can we get inside the screen? Right. Yep. And Sounds so, like a movie. It kind of was. You know, I, a couple of years ago I heard the story of like how Oculus, which is like one of the early prevailing technologies of virtual reality, actually started – was I can't remember the name of the gentleman, but it was a, a kid that literally in, uh, I want to say, Newport Beach, California, had rigged a, uh, a set of glasses that, when connected to the computer, would take uh, an image and break it into two images to make it stereoscopic vision. So imagine a full image on left eye and a full image on right eye. And because you put it so close to your eyes, like a pair of glasses, you would actually remove the barrier of distance in the display technology itself. And, and next thing you knew, that small glass that maybe was only a couple of inches in front of your eyes felt like a giant screen that was bigger than the biggest visual display you'd ever seen. And because it could be smoothly sort of meshed with, um, you know, the, these, uh, these immersive environments, these visual environments that were already, you know, uh, 3D, but in two-dimensional plane, that stereoscopic aspect immediately made it virtual reality. And virtual reality is just that. It's it's basically using a headset to have multi-projected environments of, uh, of a space uh, create the realistic sensation of actually physically being somewhere. And that's when you're wearing the headset part of it. So I think there's a you know a distinction, right? Virtual reality is like how can you be there without actually being there in the two-dimensional plane? But then there's the VR that everybody's talking about today, which is where you're actually using headsets to physically immerse yourself in another space. Right. And what's cool, uh, there's cool things. If you've not been to the mall and seen a display or gone into a store that sells us the Oculus, is, is that what they're called? The company's called Oculus? or Oculus. That... Oculus was the early technology. Right. There's a few others out there now, but Oculus Rift. Mm -hmm. Right. And you put this headset on and and for display purposes, they put you in the middle of a Jurassic Park type movie. And it's like you've got dinosaurs and crazy things going on all, all around you. But, you know, so that's cool. But I mean, I'm looking at my cell phone. I don't have a set of Oculus glasses or any type of glasses. And I want to see where I'm sitting at at the arena, the Joe Lewis or whatever the new arena is called, the Little Caesars Arena. Right. How does that work without wearing glasses? This is where I think we get into augmented reality. Right. So it, it's it's actually a little bit and augmented is, is a little bit different than the virtual side of it in the sense that augment projects in a physical space items that aren't physically there. So that uses more camera and sensor technology to do it. But what you're talking about is how do I take 360 degree images, 360 degree images and make those available in a selling scenario so I can actually get the sensation as if I'm actually there. I'm going to show how these two things come together. So let's talk about uh, our favorite app, StubHub. Okay. So when you're, you go to buy, you go to buy tickets in the past, you would pull up uh, the map of the stadium 
and you would say, I'd, I'd like to sit here. And you, you sort of have this sense of how much you'd like to spend for it. But, you know, you and I, we never really know exactly where we're going to see if there's going to be some obstructed view or, you know, I'm not quite sitting on the aisle that I'd like or, you know, what exactly is that going to be like? So the folks at StubHub actually incorporated that capability so you can very quickly take that seat and hit a button within the app and you can immediately do in a two-dimensional plane a virtual view of the seat. It's pretty cool. But, but what they are doing is they're using the capabilities in the phone now to use what are called the accelerometers in the phone so that when you pan your phone left and pan your phone right, you actually get the sensation as if you're, you're viewing what it would look like to sit in that seat from that wherever your phone happens to be. So literally, as I turn the phone to my left, I can see what, how close that next seat is. Or I can look behind me and see how, how high I am from the ceiling. Or better yet, how close I am to the ice. So that kind of capability gives people some incredible decision-making you know, right there in their hands. But the cool evolution of technology that's happened almost while we were sleeping here is – I hit one more button and it will take that same image and split it into two eyes, stereoscopic view. And next thing I, I know, I can put that right up to my face using a, a cardboard viewer, like a VR viewer, and I can actually immerse myself like I'm actually there. The first time I did that, it blew my mind. I mean, I literally, the first time I saw one, I was at a Paul McCartney concert, virtually, standing next to the piano, watching him uh, perform one of the greatest, uh, hits of all time. And, uh, I, I, I just, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like standing right there as if I was there. And the question you have is, Hey, not everybody has these headsets, but, but what's happened is folks like Google have now given us the ability through something called Google cardboard to buy a 99 cent piece of cardboard to slide our phone into, to be able to do it anywhere we are. 99 and- cents. Like 99 cents, literally. Now, here's a stat for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. In 2016, guess how many Google Cardboard headsets shipped? 2016. I'm going to guess. 2016. 2016 of them shipped. This is not even two years ago. year and a half ago. Yeah, three years ago. Yep. My number is 2016. Okay. I know it was the year and the number. That's a great guess, Chef, but you're completely wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the correct answer is, are you ready? 88 million units. 88 million million units. And and, and meanwhile, companies like Oculus and HTV Vive, which which sell you know more expensive headsets, three, four, five hundred dollar headsets, we're seeing very inexpensive ones now show up at the dollar store, so that people can have a Google Cardboard, and they can via YouTube or via any enterprising application that wants to incorporate virtual reality into it now can bring that to bear immediately. And people are using it. Wow, and, um, very cool. Taking off, taking cool. off. So here's what we're going to do now. We're going to take a short break. We've been, you know, I could listen to this for hours. We've now gotten an education as to what virtual reality is, augmented reality, one specific use to enhance the buying experience, which is the customer experience that StubHub has, uh, a, a way to show that the price 
has come down so low. It's amazing that 99 cents versus spending hundreds of dollars. Now, obviously, there's a difference in the user experience, but to get the basic experience, it's there. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how all this plays into a better customer experience with some other examples. So don't go away. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio, and we're getting the wisdom of Jeff Day, the CEO of Blue Water Technologies out of Detroit, Michigan. We'll be right back. Want to amaze your customers, impress the people you work with, and outshine your competition? Going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. In my latest book, Be Amazing or Go Home, I share the secrets behind my mantra, which is to always be amazing. Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust, build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Now is the time to step out of ordinary and step into being amazing. Be Amazing or Go Home is now available on Amazon.com in ebook and hardcover. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. Jeff, we talked about StubHub. We understand now virtual reality and augmented reality. And if I have my Google Cardboard, great. But if I don't have my Google Cardboard, there's other applications. One of the links that you sent me was to uh, uh, the Kindle Fire uh, Mayday button link, which I think is kind of a cool thing. I don't know if I would drop this into the whole world of virtual or augmented reality, but it does tie into a futuristic view of getting customer support. So go ahead and walk us through that example, if you don't mind. You know, the, the Kindle Fire example is great because, you know, there's a few years of traction underneath it now. And I think the point being is the way that we've thought about the relationship that we have with um, with people who are supporting the customer experience has definitely changed. And there's an intimacy now um, with that relationship, and some brands actually market that. You know, um, I think of uh, the uh, State Farm commercials that you, you know, you have the relationship going on with the person on the other end of the phone, like they're talking about that. You know, their deepest, darkest secrets in life. What I love about the the Kindle Fire example is technology in the past has been very. Um, it's been scary for some people, you know, how do they use it? What happens if something breaks and, and how do I put someone, um, you know, into that technology so they can fix it quickly. And, and what makes it compelling is other than just, you know, raising the voice is they actually give you a chance to see the person. And there's something that happens, something sort of magical that happens in a relationship, uh, in a, in a customer service standpoint where you actually physically make eye connection and, and see what's happening on the other side um, and that somebody either understands the challenge that you have or uh, sees um, the light go off with uh, a new capability or a feature or something like that. And I think the the Mayday button really embraced that. You know, it's this idea that in Kindle Fire, you hit the you hit the Mayday button when you're stuck. And next thing you know, you're going to have a person that will pop up on your screen um, that will you know be there to to work you through the challenge you know whatever it happens to be and it's and a people... real person it's it's not like a um, you know a cartoon looking person or it's not an avatar it's a real person right and it's exactly. not and it's not like a, a a recorded message this is actually somebody that's in a support center supporting you on top of the technology that you have it's instant 
um, one, you know, once they connect. And my understanding is, and I didn't see the demo on this, but I, my understanding is they can literally not get into your iPad or, or not, I guess it's not an iPad, it's on a Kindle Fire. Excuse me, uh, Amazon, I apologize for that. <laughs> but they can actually uh, be in your and, – and, and they could they could take over some of the controls. They could draw on the screen to show you where things are. It's really cool technology uh, in a support world. Yeah, it's uh, – and the folks at Amazon, you know, have, have got this right. And it's, it's so apropos we're talking because it's the week of CES right now out in Las Vegas. Yep. There is a ton – of really cool new augmented reality and virtual reality technologies coming out right now that, you know, if I, if your listeners, um, aren't already down the path of thinking about how do I amplify the experience with my customers u- utilizing some level of these capabilities, they're going to be left in the dust because people are moving very, very rapidly. Let me give you a, another really exciting one that was just talked about this week. Um, Google, for example, is moving very rapidly um, with their Pixel platform. What's happening in the smartphone device area is uh, is pretty pretty compelling and pretty pretty fascinating because the phone doesn't just come with a great camera anymore. And those cameras, I mean, seriously, if you think about the first one on your flip phone to the one you have now, you've got a camera that's you know shooting more megapixels than than anything you would have dreamed of you know five even five years ago and by the way Uh, in a camera that five years ago probably cost two three thousand dollars this is now just built into your phone right (laughs) and 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 it's not just that camera they've actually put like fisheye cameras so it senses where it is and can remember where it is it's incorporating laser sensors so it can actually measure uh, space. When I say space, think about, you know, your old uh, algebra XY. Well, there's this other thing called Z. You know, so if you have XY like a cross, you've got Z, which is like from the ground to the ceiling, and it gives you physical space within space. And what this is giving is phones and headsets are now going, we're, we're going to move very quickly into the augmented reality world which means that I will see my physical world through the lens of a camera but use or, or glasses. But utilizing all of these advanced sensors, I will actually be able to share a view with somebody in another place as if they were seeing the same thing at the exact same time in the same physical space. I mean, um, in, in a sense, you, can, you know, you'd say, well, you can do that now. All you got to do is turn on your camera or put on FaceTime. But no, no, this is different. Take that and multiply that, not even by 10, but by 100 for the experience. And that's so really he, what we're looking at. Here, yeah, and, and here's here, I, I, you know, a practical example of it. Um, you, you're connecting the wires in the back of your brand-new TV to your, uh, your receiver system. And um, you're not sure what plugs in where. So you do a quick call to your, um, your either AV specialist or maybe the manufacturer. Um, in the future, you will have your glasses on, um, or your window through your phone, something like that, and you will have somebody on another side take that same view with either virtual hands, virtual pointers, or literally highlighting in your view, click this one, right? So use, use this one. So the level of coaching and the level of, of fixing things faster um, is exciting. 
And I think that that's, that's going to get people, you know, really excited about, um, the proposition with, uh, hey, if I can fix problems faster, what else can I do with the newfound time? And I think that that's going to lend itself to, you know, new levels of productivity and, uh, new levels of innovation. Amazing, amazing. All right, we're going to take another short break. When we come back, a few more examples of how virtual reality and augmented reality are making life better, giving the customer a better experience, giving marketers and retailers and businesses a better, uh, well, a better opportunity to sell and market to their customers. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Chef Hagen here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. Once again, that's shepondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Jeff Day. Wow, I'm blown away with the cool stuff that can happen. Uh, I do want to talk about this holographic workstation video that I looked at. Um, and it's funny, here I am talking about it, watching a video on YouTube when we're talking about virtual reality and augmented reality. But uh, one of the other clips that you sent me, a link to the Cleveland Cavaliers and their version of sitting at the basketball game watching LeBron and the Cleveland Cavs play their team. And I just got to know, is this better? And even though it was a great seat, (laughs) it was right there in the front row. Uh, But is that really better than watching it on my big 70-inch TV at home? Oh, man. I I, Nothing ever will replace the experience of actually being in the stadium and, you know, being a part of a live event. Um, and the company that you're referring to is a company called Next VR. And, um, they, uh, have basically pioneered the ability to broadcast real time live sporting events or concerts or things like that. And they're not really trying to solve, I know they're not at all trying to solve the problem of making it better than what they're trying to do is say, Hey, Jeff, uh, you live in Detroit and your favorite team is actually playing in Los Angeles right now. How can I put you there? Um, because we know you can't get there. And would you do that? And so um, I think it, it absolutely taps into the idea that, you know, now could you imagine going to your favorite um, soccer match, you know, in Europe, or you could uh, go to a rugby match in South Africa or, you know, anywhere around the world. It, it sort of brings um, the ability for fans that are maybe not fans today in certain, dif- you know, certain areas into a, uh, a place that would allow them to experience new things. And that's how I look at it. Is so, it's just going to open it up. It's it's more than watching a TV show. You feel like you you or you yeah. have a better feeling that you're actually there. And that means you look around, you see the fan next to you. You look to the right, you see the fan on the other side of the aisle. I mean, you look up, you see the scoreboard. Uh and you are controlling where you're looking. In other words, if you decide you don't want to watch the game and you want to watch the person that's two seats down from you, you could miss the game. You're not going to get that experience on TV. <laughs> and isn't that a big part about being at the stadium? I know. Right? Is looking at Everything the people. Everything else going on. Yeah, all the stuff going on, looking at the people. All right. Uh, right. Real quick, 
this this holographic workstation was incredible. Uh, the way I see it is a guy sat down in front of his computer screens. He's an investment advisor. He puts on his uh, I don't know augmented or virtual reality glasses. The you know whatever it is, and all of a sudden. There's, he's looking at all the different investments and the different areas happening. You explain it. You could do it much better job than I because I don't even know how to start to explain it. It's like a fantasy. Right, right. And I, and I think go back to CES. You know, we're about to see the age of the glasses come back again. You know, these are people walked around for a while with some goofy looking glasses a few years ago doing augmented reality. The form factor and the functionality wasn't quite there, but I think it's about to come back around again. And that's utilizing technology called Microsoft HoloLens. And the idea here is, you know, if you've ever gone to somebody or, or you are listening today and you're one of those financial analysts and you've had six monitors in front of you trying to keep track of everything, you know, that, there's a lot of space that gets taken up in that, you know, not, not to mention the power and the heat and all those other things that happen. So, HoloLens technology allows you to take and pin, as it were, virtual monitors in in the air uh, in different places. So it's not actually occupying any physical space around you. But when you put your glasses on, you might see a beautiful 65-inch display right hovering in the air above you and give you an ability to manipulate it and move it and shift it or take the glasses off and come back on and it's still sitting there. And um, it, it, I think uh, what it, it does, again, is it redefines our workspace. Uh, first time I played with HoloLens, I actually pinned all of the, these different types of displays around my living room. And then I, I gave my kids, my wife and others, I, I, I gave them the HoloLens, and I said, I want you to walk around my living room. And initially, there's nothing there other than what they normally saw, pictures on the wall and um, things like that. Then they put on the HoloLens, and next thing they know, I had a space shuttle hovering in the middle of my living room. And they could manipulate it and turn it and move it. And and uh, it, it really opened up this idea that, that you can create space that can be useful for information, for entertainment. Um, and, uh, you know, all you do is take off the glasses, as it were, to just reset it back to a pristine, clean environment. Wow. So basically, I can come into an office with my computer, one little you know, laptop computer, but when I put yep. on my glasses, like, you know, it's like Windows operating system used to be all these tabs, and you can open up one window at a time, maybe two if you wanted to split the screens. And by the way, you could do that today. Uh, you know, today sitting on my desk are two big screens, but I could literally, when I put my glasses on, then have 12 screens around me. And I could look up, and there yes. might be a screen above me. And now, and, and by the way, it's not just that they're showing me information. I can interact with those screens the same way as I do with the screens that are on my desktop. And it's just like, wow. Uh, I don't know if that makes me more productive or more confused, but it does make me <laughs> say, wow. So uh, just kind of wrapping things up here. Um, any other cool, like, customer service or experience things happening in this world that would be great quick examples to share with their audience? Yeah, I think, you know, how people shop um, and the kinds of things that they want to visualize is uh, something that they're already doing. Perhaps, you know, I'm thinking more specifically from a retail environment um, or, you know, from different commodities and goods out there now. People want to see what it feels like. Or they want to feel what it feels like a lot of times before they buy it. So a lot of the major retailers, for example, are are, are really reevaluating how they're creating experiences to be able to do that. 
Um, we're seeing things like, uh, you know, simple applications with uh, companies like Luxottica Brands, where you can go on their website now and you can virtually try on a pair of glasses just by um, using the viewer, if you will, to take a snapshot of your face and put different glasses on before you actually go in and try them on. Um, or better yet, you can use that same capability to show uh, uh, other people what, that this is what these glasses are going to look like before you actually buy them. So I think the, the things that people need to be thinking about is what experiences are my customers craving? Uh, what, what are the most important things that they want to experience before they actually move forward to a transaction? Could I put something like that into their hands a little bit quicker? And if I could, does that translate into either, you know, increased loyalty to my brand, maybe, uh, you know, uh, increasing the actual point of sale uh, and, and or the speed of the return? And I think that that's the kind of stuff that people in the customer services industries in particular need to start to start embracing is these technologies, these capabilities are meant to amplify and complement, not replace. It's never going to be one thing, but it's going to be about understanding all the different capabilities that could be used together. Wow. So I imagine, um, and I've seen this before, and I can't remember the name of the makeup company. It's one of the famous makeup companies. If you go into a mall, you'll see them. But you can go on their website, and uh, if you want to put on lipstick, you can try the different shades of lipstick. Uh, there are now retailers in the clothing industry where you can actually go into a virtual dressing room and try on clothes. Now, I'm in right. my home in front of a computer, and I've got uh, my camera on me, and and it knows what I look like, and I decide I'm going to put on these pants, and I want to know, do these pants make my butt look big? And uh, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Now. I'm, I'm getting where you're going with this. It's very experiential. Yeah. So I think to to summarize what you're talking about, what people in virtually any business, no pun with the word virtually, but just about any business should be thinking about what can I give my customers to experience uh, where they don't actually have to be there? How can they try, w- with the exception of actually physically touching my products uh, or services that I sell, what can I give them to try that we can put into a virtual reality or augmented reality type of uh, technology? Is that a good way of saying it? Yeah, so you, you, you're, what you're saying is um, what what could people actually go do you know, and, and, and have an experience with? Yeah, I'm pretty much. And if we can figure that out, it, right now, the technology, the price obviously is coming way down on how to do it. Yep. And I think that's really important. And it, it's just, it's a matter of time. And again, if you're not thinking about doing it right now, maybe even if you're not doing it right now, because some companies yeah. out there are doing it and their competitors are going, oh gosh, we got to play catch up. But if you know that your competitors aren't doing it, you need to at least be thinking about how you're going to do it so that you can so- be first to the finish line. Shep, you know, this is what I, this is, depending on where I'm at, you know, in terms of understanding these capabilities, things like that, the thing I would do like right away is I would put myself onto some type of a, of a mailer or some type of a, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd create a uh, channel on my social captures and feeds to just start to pay attention to what's going on in AR and VR. Um, there's, uh, associations, for example, there's, there's the VRAR association out there where you can find a local chapter in your home community, get together with people that are developing these kind of technologies, creating services around these things. You can, um, you know, read and just make yourself conversant and understanding, you know, what they are. And, and, the, and I'd be doing that like right off the bat. 
but probably go, go find a company that's actually doing it like uh, this this you know uh this makeup company i know you're not some of us aren't going to buy makeup i know i'm surely not although i could probably use it uh, but at least I will get an idea of how this works. And if I start to see how it works with other companies, I could start to think about how could this work for me. Use it. Yeah, that's it right there is use it. I right. mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. You'll be shocked. I mean, it's like Yelp. Remember the Yelp example of the Yelp monocle? You know, I just pointing my Yelp application down the street showed me the next place to go to eat or to, to meet friends. And um, it's already there. You, you, if you start playing around with it, that will get your mind, you know, in, around the idea of what's possible and where, what you could be doing. Cool stuff. Amazing, amazing information. All right. Let's wrap it up with the one thing question. Uh, and I always do this at the end of every show. One thing you want to remind us about or one thing that you haven't told us about that real quick, you can give us some insight. You absolutely want to make sure that we walk away and remember what would that one thing be? Mm, okay. AR and VR in and of themselves do not define the customer experience. They are, it's a tool within the context of creating great experiences. Never, ever think for a second that because you're doing AR and VR, you got it. And I think that's the mistake a lot of people make is they think, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get into this. I gotta do something. They get so indexed on the AR VR that they forget that a customer experience is way bigger than that. Um, and I think that uh, understanding that customer experience is important. In, in my industry, you know, we sort of embrace the words of um, Peter Gruber. He's, I think, the founder of Mandalay Entertainment. He calls his business emotional transportation. And we think about c- the customer experience as that, emotional transportation. How does a customer move? This is one exciting way that it happens, but it's not going to be the only way. Right. And so, if you think it's the only way, you're, you're missing out on everything else. I love it. It's part of the journey, and it's uh, just as uh, augmented reality enhances reality, uh, augmented reality and virtual reality uh, augment and enhance the customer experience. Completely. God, I couldn't have said that better. That's perfect. (laughs) Jeff, thanks for being on the show, man. This is why we call this Amazing Business Radio. You've turned us on to some amazing insight into something that many of us probably go, okay, how does this work? How can we use it? So thanks so much for being on the show and being our expert today. You are, as we like to say, amazing. Thank you, Shep, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a blast. Well, me too, and I learned an awful lot. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. And until next week, uh, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.